Podcast Fresh. Okay, ladies and gents, welcome back to the Podcast Fresh Cafe, episode number 46. Hey, Chris, four from the Big 5 0. Uh, Big 5 0. <laughs> that's my gimmick now, the Big 5 0. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's July 15th here in, uh, well, I'm in Barrie, you're in Toronto. It's about 100 and, I don't know, 120 kilometers or something away. Um,. Anyway, whatever, who cares? How are you doing, my brother? Chris Torres is my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. I'm good, man. Really enjoying the weather. It was kind of, you know, just so shocking to see that it's already July 15th. That's like, that's kind of like a quarter of the summer is done. It's like, it's already gone. quarter of the summer is done. <laughs> We're three weeks away from uh, having to put our winter tires. And no, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad, but like, oh, Jesus. yeah, we're already a quarter of the way there, man. Uh, what are you been doing f- with this summer? Obviously, you got some big things planned, but uh Anything to report in the line in the first quarter? Any highlights, or is it all low lights? Mm, well, my backyard has received a quite quite the upgrade, and it's very very cozy now. So I find myself even today when I got home, I first thing I did was hit the backyard lounge chair and uh, just smoked a nice cigar, and that that made me unwind. And that's been kind of a routine thing so far. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to spend more time outdoors. Like, I, I don't do that enough, I feel. Um, so, yeah, definitely. And the summer hasn't been too, too hot so far. I mean, it's probably going to get hotter, but um, it's been really nice. And today especially was a really good day. Like, it, it wasn't too hot. and right. Like, it wasn't unbearable. It was nice. It was just really good weather. Um, yeah, I just find myself uh, enjoying the patio, man, because, like, I don't know. I've never... Like, I, 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 for the first time, I've fallen in love with what I got in the backyard. <laughs> it took a while to get there, but here I am. You, you're totally becoming the uh, the meme dad. You know what I mean? I'm becoming like the house owner dad. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, uh, it's weird. Um, you, you know, it's funny. I was actually talking to my wife. I'm find I'm finding a lot of gray hairs, and it's like, oh man, like it's happening. <laughs> nice, <laughs> old, and I got like a patch of them in the middle of my head. And, wow. Uh, yeah, it's hard to see. I'm, I'm I always wear hats usually, right? Right. So. It's like no one else would ever notice except my wife. So she's like, wow, you got a lot of grays. I'm like, holy shit. That's tremendous. And uh, today at work, I was telling the guys, and I got a buddy of mine who's who's 35, 34, and he's like white. Like it's like he's got some black still, but like he's grayed hard. And he said that his first gray hair, like patch of gray hair, he was 18 years old. And I thought that mm. was insane. I was like, wow, yeah. like some people just get it early. Well, yeah, it's so. just like losing your hair, right? I know some people like it, they started losing their hair early, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're you're graying. That's funny. I have a few grays, but like you nah, have you look pretty you'd you have really to good. really look. Um, right, yeah. The one thing I do notice is like my hair is not as black black as it used to be. Like it's gotten mm. a little lighter in tone, right? Right. But uh it's it's you know it's it's part of getting older I guess you know for lack of a better anything else every uh, every day that goes by that urn is coming yeah 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 
I just look at Sully from Uncharted, and I'm like, I'm just on my way to being a Sully. <laughs> like that's kind of gonna be me, you know. And that's not bad. That's, that's cool. Not a, that's I'd be like, a good, I'm a good Sully, you know. We both like uh, these like a uh, weird shirts that we wear, you know, and they always got like the cigar smoke. I'm not really a cigar smoker, but there's just like a cool factor to uh, to Sully kind of being the old man, you know. I wish the audience could see you right now. You look you look suave as fuck. Oh man. Lie. This Club Monaco shirt, I got it from a Valley Village for like eight bucks, and right. uh, it's a great shirt. Isn't that the you, best? <laughs> Club Monaco stuff is like pretty expensive, and so um, you know, it really is like the proof of really good clothing is in the rewashability. You know, you buy yeah. something from like H and M or something good. When does when do those clothes look good? The first time you wear them. First time you wear those clothes, you're like, damn, I look fly. Like, why don't I shop here more? And right. then you wash that motherfucker one time, and then you might you go into the drawer and you pull that thing on. You're like, it doesn't fit you anymore. <laughs> or like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, it's like, um, I'm that shirt you wore last night. You know, Who's and you're like, wait this? a minute, no way, this is not the same shirt. It just looks completely different, right? <laughs> And I notice that a lot with like like black clothes in particular. Like if if those black pants Very or black true. shirt, they start yeah. graying right away after like a couple, you know. You know, anyway. I got proof of that. I bought. Uh, I went to a. I forgot where. Anyway, I bought the same pair of pants like twice. Like I, I bought two. <laughs> right. I, I bought two pairs of them because I really like them. And I've always just worn one out of the two. The other one has been in my drawer for a really long time. Oh, nice! It's in the since reserves. I, it's in the reserves. So since I bought it, I haven't touched it. I've only used the one pair. The other day, uh, that drawer was kind of a mess, yeah. so I was going through it, and I found the other pair. What a what a difference in color! It's ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. it's the other pair is black as hell, and then these ones are like very faded, and I can't believe because it's barely been like three months since I've owned those those pants. Yeah, and I'm like holy fuck! Like, yeah, it's like a different color altogether. My <laughs> my uh, my buddy Nelson buys all like brand name stuff when it comes to clothes and things like that. Like he doesn't skimp out on anything, right? He doesn't shop a lot or anything like Mr. that, Fly but like guy. he yeah. just shops really smart. <laughs> right. And uh he'll buy like a $90 like crew neck, you know what I mean, or V-neck. Mm-hmm. But uh the difference really is in in how it's made and and how true to its color that thing stays uh through multiple washes. Yeah. I'm wearing the uh, the Hey Randy shirt. <laughs> nice, the Hey Randy shirt. <laughs> What'd you grab a Matt Riddle shirt? Who else? Yeah, Riddle, and uh, I got the the last Jeff Hardy shirt that WWE is probably ever gonna make. <laughs> uh, That's a collectible and memorabilia at the same yeah, time. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a memento and perhaps rare memorabilia. <laughs> like quickly. That's how it starts. Uh, that one, I got the Raw is War jersey. Yeah. And, oh, the other RK Bro shirt, the, uh, the uh, what's it called? The Snake Riding the Scooter. Nice. <laughs> There's, yeah, I tell cool. you what, man, I don't care how old you are, like, how cool is, doesn't matter if you're watching, like, soccer, but more things that, like, like uh, like concerts and, and pro wrestling, just because of the superstar vibe to the whole thing. How cool are those merch stands, right? Like anytime you go to an event oh, or something yeah. like that, like you just walk by the merch stand, there's like this cool energy vibe that comes from it. And uh, nothing can kill that vibe more than like a shitty merch stand. <laughs> and I've seen some. Yeah, man, for real. But uh, yeah, man, the merch stand at these WWE events with respect to the t-shirts and all that, the Jeff Hardy one that you were talking about, like it's mm. it's crazy. And like... 
you know like vintage clothing is like super hot right now too like there's a market for like people like selling and rocking shirts like original ones like the original austin shirts or Mm -hmm. bret hart shirts from like the 90s it's just crazy how deep that t-shirt culture goes yeah for real um i was gonna say something but it has escaped me it's completely escaped. And it ran <laughs> away from your brain, but that's okay. Um, ran away. I can't catch it. So, yeah, man, that's what I've been doing. Just been chilling, vibing. Um, nice. Watched a couple movies, but mostly oh, just yeah. been uh, chilling, man. What about you? Anything exciting? No, <laughs> not Fuck at all. I'm just preparing for my wedding. Good. That's exciting. Yes, it is exciting. Um, and from what I understand, apparently I got a shindig tomorrow that I need to go to. Yeah, so. you were informed of uh, your bachelor party tomorrow. Yeah, or bachelor so gentleman's excursion, whatever you want to call it. All I know is I'm preparing my stomach. Um, <laughs> I've been told I'm going to be fed drinks like a motherfucker. Who said that? Uh, the best man. <laughs> yeah. Who? Uh, how are you getting down there? Actually, we can talk about this after. Yeah, who cares? People yeah, don't care. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just report. Just on show how up. Just up show up. I'll just show up. All right. Uh, Chris, throw us the plugs. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube are at Podcast Fresh. Any of those three. And uh, if you want to send us an email, we're at PodcastFresh2020 at gmail.com. You can send us an email there, and um, we'll answer it on here. Very beautiful. All right, number one. Yes, I am. I don't see Anna J joining the JS. What I do see is after when Jungle Boy is done with Christian, him, Anna J, uh, will be in a program with Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. Real life couples and not clearly former best friends storyline wise in Ty and Anna. Mario on Twitter. Inkling Mario on Twitter. Okay. Um, hmm, that's interesting. I never even thought of Anna J joining. Me neither. I saw that on Twitter and I was like, wait a minute. Um, I mean, I'm all for like a mixed um, male-female thing. I think I think that's that's a that's a good thing. I've always been a proponent of mixing up the guys and the girls a little bit more, you know, like because they, they already have like the stables in AEW, right? Yeah. So I always think like you should sprinkle some of the women around more because some of these groups are just like all guys, you know? Yeah. Like I thought like you could put maybe Ruby Riot with like... Uh, Hook and Danhausen and like a weird trio, or you can put uh, like you know like a Ruby Riot with like Sting and Darby, right? That'd be a cool visual. It looks like she's pairing up with uh, Eddie Kingston. Kingston yeah, Eddie Kingston, yeah. It looks yeah. like the Eddie Kingston. So they're doing this uh, friends gimmick where <laughs> Ruby got her hand broken in, in uh, storyline. So uh, that's going on. But yeah, no, uh, yeah. I think you know, in terms of that happening, it's interesting right now. One of the Right now, Jungle Boy is building up a lot of anticipation because he has not shown his face since he got betrayed by Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Because Luchasaurus didn't do anything, but he also didn't help him. And now he seems he appears to be under the control of Christian. That's ridiculous as that sounds. Jesus Christ! But uh, no, it's cool. And but then that's that's kind of a problem, right? Like, do you want to see Jungle Boy versus uh, you know Luchasaurus? Or Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. You want to see the Christian Cage match. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, so yeah, I don't see anything uh, wrong with this inserting the women where they need to be. 
Ty Conti, for example, has played like a tremendous heel. I think she's mm-hmm. so she's a great baby face, but she's so good as the heel. She's just yeah. she's she's just been really really good and underappreciated. I think I don't hear uh, that much accolades, but um, I, I think that's just whatever. I think she's she's done a really really good job, and I didn't always buy her as the heel, but now like the more I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, she's a total heel. I actually like the fact that she joined the JAS because, or like, or, uh, I don't know. Right. I don't know if it's some official kind of affiliation it, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Like, because they need that. They need some kind of like, I don't know. Just like you, I feel the same way. We need to mix up the uh, the, the, the factions. I think it's always more interesting like that. Um, the, it would be a cool program, Jungle Boy and her with or, uh, with Anna Jay and uh, Ty and Guevara. Like, I'm pretty down with that um anna jay hasn't done much right so it's like i kind of do want her to come back a little bit into the limelight um definitely one of the women that were like pretty featured in the beginning but now not so much especially with like the whole dark order thing so well we'll see how this goes but i am down for this uh this idea i think it's a really good one yeah uh, anna jay's definitely a weird one she's had ups and downs in terms of her push you're right i think she had a i think she had a shot at one of the straps either the women's title or the uh the tbs belt i think it's with tbs belt against um jade cargill so i think that's as far as she got and then she fell down a couple of rungs and she's kind of been there in my opinion i think she's she's punching above her weight class i think she should be more on like elevation and stuff like that maybe for like another Mm -hmm. year because everything else she has, she has the look. She's got the, she's got the 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 personality. I think working with the dark order guys has really helped get that across more. When she comes out, she to me she shows a lot more presence. Whereas before, when she used to come out, she used to come out like smiling and just kind of happy to be there. Mm-hmm. And now she's coming out like you know I'm here with a fucking purpose kind of thing. And that's kind of the the characters that you get behind, not the uh, oh haha I'm you know cosplaying a wrestler. Even though I'm not saying that about her, but just like in general, you know. What I mean yeah. so yeah no nothing wrong with the mixed tag team match right there I'm down uh number two what do you guys think about what Chris Jericho said about how fans calling out botches is disrespectful I kind of agree Geo from Norway hey Norway shout out to Norway um yeah I I saw this um he was he went in hard too like <laughs> and this is and this is interesting because people think that like oh only like the young people the, the the new generation they complain about things and they get offended by stuff but it's like no motherfucker like from the top down veterans of the sport are saying this go ahead Pac-Man. sorry yeah well he's like I'd say Chris Jericho so probably explain the... explain what you're talking about is this, oh, is yeah, this yeah. from his podcast or like a video clip or what is it uh, so I read this in text form. I'm not really sure the uh, you where know he said where it, it comes from. <laughs> no, <laughs> I read this in a text. This? I read you're, this. You're as writing, a... We're writing with some gorilla email. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, uh, one of the uh, the accounts I follow pretty much started a conversation about all this, and they cited what he said. And basically, Chris Jericho was saying, uh, "You don't, you don't boo." Um, Basically, he was saying, like, in a Broadway musical, you don't boo um, when, you know, people mess up on stage. Right. Uh, you don't boo when you don't like the performance of a movie. You don't boo when, you know, this and this happens with sports. So, with wrestling, why do we boo when someone fucks up? And there's right. a whole chant, you fucked up, you fucked up. Like, that is a chant that happens now in wrestling. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, I gotta say I agree with him. I don't think that... Every time we've gone to like wrestling shows, I don't think a you fucked up chant has ever happened. But I think if it did happen, I wouldn't participate because I 
Dude, it, what they do is tough. Like, they fucking... Yeah, you could say it's quote-unquote fake. You could say it's uh, scripted and all that shit. But the bottom fucking line is, those fucking guys are doing things that you'll never be able to do in your fucking life if you're not trained for that shit. Like, I hate... Like, my dad, for example, I get fucking pissed. When I watch <laughs> wrestling and my dad's around, he's just like, oh, look at this guy. Fuck, he's not even hitting him. And it's like... That's not what it's about, Dad. <laughs> Shit. But, uh, it's a movie. Like, it's a show. It's a movie. Like, he's like, yeah, but you know who's going to win. I'm like, yeah, but when you watch a movie, you know what's going to happen. It's right. like, it's it's that. Like, anyways, some people just don't understand. And uh, whatever. But my point is, this is probably the craziest live form of entertainment that you could possibly watch. So for some guys to make mistakes, what the fuck? Like, let them make the mistakes. It can't be perfect. Like, sometimes you could criticize the writing. You could criticize the way the match is kind of flowing. Like, how, like, maybe you don't like the uh, the sequence of stuff happening. Fine. But you can't, like, get mad when some dude misses an RKO or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's stupid. He made a mistake. Let it go. Who gives a fuck? Um, so I, I, I agree with uh, Chris, honestly. Yeah, in terms of that, it's really an interesting thing because you're right, pro wrestling is unlike anything else in the world. It really isn't because it's a mock sport. It's a mock sport where you know who the winners and losers are. So when you go to one of these shows, you're supposed to sort of turn into the, you're supposed to blend into the role of the audience and you're supposed to boo the good guy, boo the bad guys, cheer the good guys, whatever it is, right? And um, somewhere along the line of that, it became you paid your hard-earned money, you're free to say whatever you want, right? Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. And we saw that through the Attitude Era. Like That's the thing about the Attitude Era is that like, it's revered by so many. The truth is, take it from a guy that lived it, it wasn't like it was scoring 98% on Rotten Tomatoes to give you a comparison. Nothing like that. I would say, but most shows were ranging in about the 70 to 80 percentile, right? Which is pretty good. But that to me still means that there's 20 to 30 percent of a show that was just fucking garbage. There was a lot of garbage throughout the Attitude Era. And that's not me armchair quarterbacking like, oh, in those days, it was all offensive. The contrarian. Even (laughs) at the fucking time, there was some bullshit back in that era. But you just kind of went through it. Um, And so now when people go to the crowd go to these shows they're still cheering for the good guys they're, cheering, they're still cheering for the bad guys but guess what wink wink they're in on it because they know that this is all just sports entertainment or whatever it is this is all scripted and all this bullshit so when they when two guys or two girls are attempting to do a move and there's a screw up oh oh they tried to do a they tried to do a spot and they fucked up you fucked up you fucked up you fucked up um, at that point, the fan stops being a fan, and I think they sort of become this Pretty. part of, hey, I'm part of the industry, and you guys fucked up. You yes. guys fucked up the stunt, you dummy, right? Um, mm. So, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, I'd have to see or hear this whole thing in, in the context that it was asked, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I completely get where that's coming from to say that you fucked up, you fucked up. It's, uh, it's not appreciated, I tell you that much. And I think now more than ever, we're seeing like wrestlers uh, and people just in the business, not even so much of wrestlers, but in most businesses, especially where they're in the limelight, they're coming out and it's like 
they're taking breaks from like social media because p and it's not because there's other it's not even because like there's other people in their industry that's like coming after him no no no. it's like the fans it's like these yeah. hornets and hornets of people just sting you with little bites so i can't even imagine you know having hundreds and hundreds of like negative comments uh just all just piling one on top of another you know what i mean like every now and then somebody will tell me to go fuck myself on social media. And for one moment I'm like, the fuck is wrong with this idiot? Right. And then I check out his profile and I realize he's a fucking moron. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then you just yeah. delete it and you move on with your day, right? Or you can engage with the guy and just waste hours and Yeah. Just don't do it, right? So I ignore that shit. Yeah. So now when when these guys are out there performing and they're 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 yelling out, You fucked up, you fucked up, you fucked up. Um I think that stupid line might have had its place at a certain time or a certain moment or in a certain match maybe where it was a little bit funny like there was a dumb botch and like i don't know the guy mm. forgot to kick out of a pin or something something <laughs> on an indie show okay that's funny right yeah. but when some of these guys are out there and, and we've seen so many guys get injured off of uh just the dumbest looking innocent looking stuff and survive other like life-altering bumps and things like that yeah. it's pretty amazing so one can't really tell when somebody's going to get hurt or not so i would just say as a safe message it's just probably not a good idea to chant that but on the flip side of that you're you're free to chant whatever you want i just i probably wouldn't use that one especially if what if during that fuck up somebody really hurt themselves or landed on their neck yeah. or something like that or ended up like heaven forbid like like Big E who who's going to be reevaluated one year from the injury, which is in March 2023. I mean, that's, you know, that's a whole other topic, but yeah, I, uh, you know, all the best to Biggie. That's scary as fuck, just that they would even look at him one year out from the accident, right? So he's avoided surgery, but just goes to show you, you know, when you say you fucked up, you fucked up, you're really opening up Pandora's box. If somebody gets really, really hurt, um, you're going to feel like shit afterwards. Yeah, the Big E thing kind of sucks, too, because that's, like, kind of close to our hearts <laughs> for personal reasons. Well, but. and I think a lot of hearts because uh, um, he's just such a beloved dude. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, back to, uh, well, I was going to say something. I've been pretty critical on wrestling recently. Like, I've I've pretty much out, been outspoken to the point where it's like, do i even like wrestling anymore (laughs) but the thing is and i can i can i can say this without even hesitating never once have i ever criticized the actual wrestling in itself i never criticized the matches i've watched i've never criticized the moves i've seen i think the performance in general has been always top notch my problem with wrestling doesn't stem from any of that so i don't say that oh you know, the match was sloppy. The match was pretty bad. The match, right. I don't say any of that because, dude, I can't do what the fuck those guys are doing. I can't talk shit. So it's just, you know, that's immense. I think if you're going to go to these shows, yes, you have the right to say what you want. But at the same time, you're a human being. Be cordial, man. Have manners. Like, you don't need to say shit like that. Um, and Chris Jericho, I'll say, too, like, he's a legend, but I think he's the legend, at least one of them, that's, I think, most in tune with the modern day audience. So for him to come out and say that is telling, you know, it's not just some old dude <laughs> that's saying this. He, we're looking at a guy who's been around for a long time, who's still active every week to this day, who has a podcast, who interacts with the audience, who isn't afraid to talk his shit. So I would take what he says and actually put 
respect on it because he knows what he's saying. This isn't like, I don't know, Ken Shamrock talking about modern day wrestling or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is a viable guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. I do think, uh, you know, if you pay your good money, you can say whatever you want. But uh, when you say you fucked up, you fucked up, stuff like that, you're kind of like winking and nudging like, oh, I'm a part of. I, I know this is all bullshit. And I know you guys were supposed to land that move. So it's a botch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the wrestling needs to evolve a little bit, get a little bit better because a botch shouldn't be a botch. Like if you're trying to punch me, but I fall down because I'm hurt in the fight and you miss the punch, it's not really a botch. If you play into the physics and reality of the match, it's because I was too tired or whatever, right? Like you'll hear like the announcers try to cover up some of these botches. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, he didn't get all of them. or I don't know what that was. Uh, all the way to Jim Ross, who will just flat out say stuff like, oh, that was a bowling shoe ugly. And, like, he'll just call it out, right? Yeah. Well, it ain't going to be pretty, folks. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get all that he wanted. No, he's like, the fucking best. He's the guy that, like, if he was uh, your parent, he's the one that bring out the uh, the soup bowl and just put down the soup. And I was like, it ain't much, but eat the damn thing. God damn. That's horrible. We're moving on. <laughs> You're running like a scalded dog. <laughs> like a scalded dog. God, I miss Jim Ross and the Jerry the King days. Those were those were fantastic. Uh, all right, number three. Pat from LA says, I recently finished uh, The Last of Us and got a little teary-eyed at certain parts. What games have uh, moved you guys on a similar level? Oh, man, I got, I got a couple. Um, the game I'm playing right now has made me tear up more than I could count. <laughs> Pac-Man? I'm not playing Pac-Man. Oh, okay. What the fuck? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima has been uh, a pretty up and down ride. Wow, <laughs> look at say. you, eh? I finished, um, I'll talk more about it later, but I just finished Act 2. And uh, once my, my my horse died, I didn't like that. I, I, that always messes with me, once an animal companion dies. And uh, they, they did it a, in a really sad way. Uh, similar, uh, Red Dead 2 was also, you know, another one where I kept the same horse the whole time. And then when at the end, when the end happened and he died, I, I, I cried like a baby. Um, yeah, th- those are two that I can think of right now. You, you, you give some. I, w- I remember the, uh, the horse thing in Red Dead Redemption 2. I had, I think I went through three horses. My third horse dies at the end of the game. The mm. second horse though after my first horde died, I had like a bunch of money, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna treat this bitch. So I got like, I think like one like the middle like black horse, and I gave him like a like a mohawk kind of hairdo, and nice. he looked like a badass. And then the motherfucker nice. died in like the second mission after I got him. Oh no! I know. It God. was just uh, don't run off a cliff. Don't run off a cliff. So run off a cliff, and that'll yeah, do it. No, it and then I got the third horse, and I took that horse to the end, and. Uh, it got That's the old uh, slice of Rooney, but yeah, that was uh, I didn't cry or anything like that over the horse because I, I wasn't that attached to it. Also, I think somebody had I had read about it somewhere. I think I ruined that part for myself. Like the, the horse dies uh, at the end. Yeah. Um, that, so, but uh, in the Last of Us, who knows what made Pat uh, misty eyed? There's a couple parts in that that'll get you teary eyed just because of how challenging it is. But 
Oh man, it's just one of those games where you go from like room to room and you have to like clear certain bad guys. And if there's five, you know that there's. It's not one of those games where you can just sprint down the hallway, get past them. You could, but you're yeah. you're likely dead. But you know that there's four or five, and you have to make your way through it. So it's like you get to the fourth, and you got one more. You have to time this attack perfectly. It's one of those kind of games. So. Um, I got to your guide with some of those challenges, but uh, there's one. But in that game, there's a part toward the end where um, it's right before you go to the final mission where you see the uh, the giraffes. It's a famous one. Like a lot of people get uh, get get uh, really excited or emotional over that part. They're going through this building and the uh, out the through the courtyard of the building, they see these giraffes, like a family of giraffes walking through. Because remember, like nature's taken over, and it's like all these years later, right? So. The world has sort of been run over by our nature, or nature's taking Earth back, however you want to put it. So that one's uh, that one's pretty cool. You got another one? I uh, did. What the hell did I just think of? Um, oh, Zelda Majora's Mask has a lot of depressing undertones to it. Um, that game overall is just a really depressing game. Uh, everything is bleak. The world's going to end in three days, and everyone on top of that has their own bullshit problems. And when the, once they know that they're going to die, it's like they either want to resolve these issues as fast as they can or they just kind of accept death and like never <laughs> fulfill their, their livelihood. Awesome. And you're trying your best to make all these people happy, but the, the core mechanic of that game is you, once you get to that third day and the moon's about to crash, you reset time back to the first day. And oh, right, you, yeah. You, you undo a lot of the things you did for people. And it's it's kind of heartbreaking if you really analyze it that way. So you kind of pick and choose who the fuck you're going to help, right? And some people, there is this one quest in particular, and I'm pretty sure people that are listening that have played know what I'm going to say. It's the most famous quest in that game. Basically, there's this little kid running around, and he's got this mask on, right? And he's running around, and you can't really talk to him right away when you start the game, but you see him the minute you start the game. Once you're in the town, you see this kid, and you're just wondering, like, okay, what's this kid's deal? So, eventually, once you get more further into the game, you you find this woman who's crying that her lost love, like, like she they were supposed to get married, but she doesn't know, like, where he went, right? So, one thing leads to another. This is a really long, like, trade quest where it's like you get one item, then you trade it for something else, then you take that item, trade it for something else. Eventually, it leads you to the culprit. The Skull Kid, who, who basically who's wearing Majora's Mask, cursed this guy to be a kid for the rest of his life. And now he wears a mask because he can't face the woman that he was supposed to get married to. So it's kind of your job to, for them to embrace at least once before the moon hits the earth. And that scene is just so fucking sad because, like, she kind of, like... It's kind of weird, too, because it's, like, a grown woman and a little kid. But it's, like... That was a fully grown man. They were supposed to get married, and like they kind of do have a little wedding of their own because they're like, Fuck it, we're, we're gonna die anyway. And then right? she puts him to bed. No, they they hug, and the, the game dies. Um, pretty much. So that was pretty sad. But just the, the game in general is just a mood. You, I don't recommend playing Majora's Mask if you're like looking for something happy. Um, so that's one. And another one. Oh, I had a good one. Oh, God of War. God of War made me teary eyed. That shit was bad. Um, certain parts in it. Yeah, the relationship between Atreus and, and uh, Kratos, it's like, it's very strained. There's clearly something wrong with that relationship throughout the whole game. And as these two are kind of forced to, to get closer, Kratos 
shows signs of struggling to be a father. Like, he doesn't really know how to do this. And Atreus is kind of constantly trying to find a reason to, to make his dad like him or to impress him or something. But his dad is such a hard ass. And the first time you finally see his dad show some kind of emotion <laughs> and it clicks with the kid, it's like, oh, shit, okay, I'm getting a little misty-eyed. And uh, but by the time that game's over, you're in shambles. <laughs> cool. It's uh, it's just heavy. It's got some heavy tones to it. But yeah, I like it. I can't wait to play that one. I'm working my way through God of War three right now, and uh, man, talk about a fucking game! Like if you like the games where they just throw you into the fire at the beginning, like this is it. I'm just oh, in a battle. <laughs> I'm in a boss battle. I'm climbing over shit. I'm attacking more assholes. Um, pulling levers. Maybe that's the whole game. I don't know. It's not a very long game. Five to eight hours, right? Average, oh, okay. average playthrough. So uh, I'm about an hour in, but it hasn't stopped. It's just like one thing after another. So it'll be nice to finish that uh, God of War trilogy and then move on to the uh, the 2018 God of War, where it's you know third person over the shoulder, I believe. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. Center of the beach. All right. Thank you for writing into the mailbag. You can do so at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Chris can't see you. Uh, all right, let's talk some movies. I haven't seen absolutely anything, but Chris has two little reviews he'd like to share. So, Chris, go ahead. I was in the mood for watching like just a dumb kind of summary kind of movie, and any anything that takes place in like uh, the outdoors or you know involves exploration or anything like that is uh, right uh, right what I was in the mood for. So, I got two movies that. Uh, are similar in look, but uh, a lot different in uh, everything else. It's The Lost City with uh, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock and uh, Uncharted with uh, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Um, I guess I'll start with The Lost City. I, this one was the, I saw this one first, and I came into this movie wanting to like it. Like Channing Tatum is so funny, like 21 Jump Street and stuff yeah. like that. Like when used properly with the right person to bounce things off of, I think she can be, I think he can be really, really funny, right? Sandra Bullock, I prefer her in more dramatic roles. I think she's got like a very good dramatic yeah. face and cadence and all that shit. I thought she was tremendous in, um, in Gravity, right? I thought she was really good in that. And that's tough because you're acting with just a lot of like CGI and shit around you and these really powerful scenes. So I came into this thing, and again, but I don't consider her like hilarious on her own, but where she has worked in comedy, it's usually been with somebody else. In this case, you're kind of putting uh, two people that are usually good as seconds to others together here uh, for this for this combo. And uh, man, I, I came with the best intentions and I wanted to like it, but I just ended up overall not liking the movie. It was just, uh, I couldn't quite figure it out. It was like sometimes, like the jokes were written well enough, but they weren't always delivered the best. And then sometimes the joke would just be garbage and the acting couldn't save it. You know what I'm saying? But um, it, uh, it's an interesting movie. It's like the story of like a, a younger guy, Channing Tatum, older woman, Sandra Bullock. And uh, there's, they play on like the age difference without fully saying it kind of thing. Um, so anyways, this is a fun little movie, but uh, just nothing there that's going to bring you back for, for the second offering. You know what I mean? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen this movie or at least like the trailer? Uh, so I remember when the trailer came out, I actually brought it up on a cafe. Right. And uh, I was interested in it simply because like these are two actors that I that I pretty much like for the most part. Yeah. And I'm a fan of stuff they've done in the past. So I was like, okay, seeing these two together is an interesting choice, I guess. Right. And I thought the premise of what they showed in the trailer was 
good enough to like watch and not have the highest expectations for something like this. So I never watched it though, but it was always on my mind. But now that you're saying it you was like always it, on my mind. Yeah. I remember people were saying though at the time that the lost city, like if you took the lost cities trailer and the uncharted trailer, the lost city looked like more of an uncharted movie than uncharted. did. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I remember so that's seeing funny that. that you saw that you saw these two uh, back to back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So the 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 movie's got like an interesting dynamic, and like they do eventually get to Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, and there is some chemistry between them for sure, but uh, just just not enough there, unfortunately. They the, the jokes aren't bad, but they're just uh, they're a little forced some of them, and there's just right. there's just one where. Sandra Bullock ends up in this, uh, she gets like uh, kidnapped and she's put in this van with bad guys with guns and shit, right? And they start okay. driving. And she goes, oh, I didn't, I didn't order uh, an Uber pool. And it's kind of like, ah, ha, ha, I get oh, it. That's, that's bad. It's a little cringy, <laughs> right? It's a little cringy, right? That's very. Uh, On the nose. You just got kidnapped. You don't say that. Like, I get right, like, that's it's what trying I'm saying. to be funny, yeah, yeah. but it's like. You can't make a joke for every occasion. That's just right. stupid. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you're you're supposed to be getting, you know, you're supposed to be fearing for your life one second. The next minute you're making a joke about how you should have worn your flatter shoes or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? It's, it's like just, if it's like if someone like pulled a gun on you and said, oh, oh, I wasn't supposed to die today. Like, it's <laughs> so stupid. So um, I would say it makes a good rental at best. And mm. that's all I would give it. Don't even pick it up if it's in the bargain bin. There's not much there that's going to bring you back to, to watching it a couple times. So Damn, just, you completely buried this thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to be honest. I guess it could stay in the lost city. <laughs> right. Uh, and then I saw Uncharted. Uh, I, I waited a couple days and I watched Uncharted with Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg, Bergerini. And... Um, similar style and shit like that but completely different uh this one's more this one you definitely you definitely see Wahlberg and Holland they have a lot good a lot much a lot better uh, comedic chemistry between both of them that I think really works Tom Holland okay. has kept Tom Holland with the snappy like retorts but but Wahlberg's there with him the entire time right mm, okay. and um the jokes are funnier and and um you just feel a better spark between them now I will say this: I'm watching it at some points, and I, I just forget that it's even an Uncharted movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. at some point, you get to like toward the end of the movie, in the third act, you get to like 10, 10 to twelve minutes of just like solving puzzles, mumbo jumbo. That's kind of like the okay, how can we make this? Needs a little more Uncharted seasoning. Well, goddamn, put a montage here, and uh, we'll show this, <laughs> and he'll go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there is a little bit of that hand feeding, like oh, we promise you, it's an Uncharted movie. Now here. Um, but overall, it works. I think they do a good enough job. You just forget about it just because, and I criticize the movie a little bit, just like some fans did with, you know, Tom Holland's just really, really young, but they are telling a younger Nathan Drake story. Mm. And they, they slowly they meet, mess with the timeline, too. Don't don't they meet the real Nathan Drake in the movie at some point? Yes. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. A cool one. I saw that scene. That's pretty cool. I do. I want to check out Uncharted more than Lost City, I think. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll check out Uncharted eventually, especially because now I'm playing the, the game. So yeah. it's, 
kind of piqued my interest a little more. I Plus, like Channing I li- Tatum. I think he's. I think he's oh, funny. Oh yeah, he's great. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know what? Watch the damn movie. And you tell me. Oh, I'm shit. curious to hear what you think. You know what? I think. I think John Cena and Sandra Bullock would have been a better combination. Yeah, I think Cena I could have done that. a lot more of that. Really, really goofy. There's only. A, oh, here's the other thing about Channing Tatum in the fucking way. I forgot to mention this. She, she is like a badass in like martial arts and shit like that. Well, Channing oh, okay. Tatum isn't. He's just kind of like the good-looking prince. He's like the model of right. the books that she writes. So she's an author. She writes these books, and he's the cover model for all these books that she sells. And she's threatening to end the series. And so Channing Tatum's like, no, 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 you can't end the series. So there's this whole like undertone storyline of like, Channing Tatum's got nothing else except this modeling thing. And if she ends the books, he won't have anything else. And she's like, well, already established and everything. She doesn't need this extra bullshit, this baggage with this guy or whatever. But the part about Channing Tatum is that like, once the bad guys come, I just can't buy this like Channing Tatum, who's built like a fucking U.S. Marine, like out there bumbling around, not pretending to know what he's doing or pretending to not know how to throw a punch or jumping away from these bad guys that are like half his size you know it just doesn't it just i i can't suspend my my disbelief like that that much when it comes to channing you know because he is a badass yeah yeah that's true they should have got like a guy that is well built but not like a channing tatum yeah like they could have got like a this is gonna sound stupid kevin hart (laughs) (laughs) they could have got kevin hart short man Because Kevin Hart is shredded. You know what they should do? They should get the short guy. Get Kevin Hart in it. Because the other guy's too tall. He's too... Like, he looks too bad. Like, Cena, maybe as a role, would be better. But if if they're so, like... uh, if you can't buy that Channing Tatum can't fight, then you definitely can't buy that John Cena couldn't fight. But, But I can buy that Kevin Hart can't fight. Right, <laughs> so he I probably throws those haymakers that you see in the World yeah. Star videos. World and he, Star, and he like fucking closes his eyes and looks away. Yeah, <laughs> he's like but, the uh, hold me back guy. Hold me back, just waiting yeah, for yeah, something. Yeah. Nobody's holding him back, so he's got to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> I got the perfect uh, casting yeah. for this role, right? Because he's got to be big enough to like. If you're gonna put like somebody there that like looks good next to Sandra Bullock, but at the same time, you can believe that he's like a bit of a bitch and doesn't know how to throw a punch. Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds plays that perfect, like, oh, don't pinch my nipples kind of, like, dorky goofball, right? <laughs> you put him in, like, the right sweater so vest, right, and hide his, like, chiseled physique, and uh, you can kind of believe that, right? Tom they, Holland uh, Tom Holland would they would be way too clashy with Sandra Bullock and Tom Holland. That would oh, not yeah, work. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be good. I, I guess I could buy Ryan Reynolds. They definitely have chemistry because they did a movie together uh, before. The one where like he works for her and then like they they end up falling in love, but the whole thing was they had to pretend that they were already married or something so that she could <laughs> that like. That sounds ridiculous. It's a good movie though. I just can't remember the name of it right now. That sounds like my I, uncle's life. You I just it. described, Mr. Moose. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! No, <laughs> it is not Mr. Moose. No one listens to this, right? <laughs> It's not my fault, man. You got some wacky uncles. Fuck these people because they don't even listen. I'm talking about my my uncle. He doesn't listen to a show, so it's okay. But no, it's not. For the record, it's not my Uncle Moose. (laughs) And yes, he has an uncle named Mr. Moose. Right. So Lost City, I would say watch it for free or if it's included in one of the bundles that you watch, one of the streaming services. Uh, Mm -hmm. Uncharted, 
there's some uh, replayability. It's just really, it's still stupid, but I had more fun with Uncharted. I would buy that one if I saw it in the uh, DVD bin, but uh, mm-hmm. I would wait for that one. That was pretty good. I think you have a little franchise there. You can do Uncharted 2, 3, 4, whatever. Well, Thieves End, Thieves They're Beginning, Thieves shit, Middle. Spanish Uncharted, where the whole cast is thieves just Spanish middle. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck is Thieves Middle? <laughs> you know what I realized, Nate? I'm in the middle of my Uncharted career. My thieving. Man, Uncharted 4 was great. I love that fucking game. It was good. I liked it. Can't wait to, to get to it in like a couple years. Like I respect, <laughs> I respect it so much, that game, because it's not like it was like a perfect game. Because like I said, it's not, on, it's not, even, it's not my number one favorite Uncharted but it's mm. just like it really is like you start off like Nate's retired. And oh, okay. so that's where the game's slow a little bit and you work your way from there. But it's cool. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. It is awesome. All right. Let's get into the game flowy. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Start us off. I'll start, start us, us off. Start us off. So uh two games here that um we've heard about from you know time and time again. One we've flat out seen uh, a full trailer for uh, they like Nintendo's basically confirmed that Advance for uh, yeah, Advance Wars One Plus Two remake is done. They just don't really know when to drop it. <laughs> drop it and, now. And then bitch. on the uh, <laughs> and then on the other side of the coin, GoldenEye 007 remake, which hasn't been officially revealed, but like enough has been revealed, like or at least leaked, like they uh, the achievements and trophies for the game got leaked or something. Uh, people have played this game on their computers. Like, this game has been played already. Just hasn't been shown off at, at an official capacity. But anyway, the word is that these two games in particular are in limbo uh, when it comes to release, especially Advance Wars. Advance Wars is jarring because they had a release date and everything, but then Nintendo was just like, due to recent events, we're pulling this game and we don't know when we're going to drop it. And it's all because of the war that's going on in the Ukraine. I just want to know what you think of this. Like, is this um, necessary? Like, is it... Like, I, I, I appreciate them thinking of others and stuff, but, like, I think at this point, it's like, you know, things are going to happen regardless. Like, I don't know if this is the right move. Um, and I'm talking more on Nintendo's part, just because, like, Nintendo's game is, like, Game Boy games that have been remade. Like, these things are ready. You've already shown this off. I can kind of understand the GoldenEye thing being withheld because that's never been shown. So they can hold off showing it because it's not like they, people can say anything. But Advance Wars, it's like, there's been, like, people that have played this thing. So it's like, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, first of all, what do you mean by people have played this? Like, uh, people with codes? Like, co- people in the industry? Or are you talking about, like... People in the industry, uh, got, like, the game Did the game get been, hacked? Um, is, it on, um, is it on Napster? No, 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 no. So, so, okay, well, I mean, both technically have been played. GoldenEye has been hacked or something. Like, okay. if you have a computer, I've, I've heard people can access it. How's it and, look? Oh, good. It's It looks sick. I saw a YouTube video of someone playing it. It's basically the HD... The, it's been HD-ified, right? Oh, uh, so it's not a remake. It's a not, It's like a... It is a It is a remake. It's not a port. I just mean it's HD just because, like, you know... <laughs> it's, a, any, it's a crazy upgrade from the polygons. That's wild. Um, also, yeah. they're only... The, the, so that one's in limbo? I mean, they're going to cancel it or they're going to shelve it? It's in, it's in limbo in regards to, like, being announced. Like, I'm sure they'll announce it one day. Oh, okay. So that's kind of a But it's like it could have been... It could, it could have been announced. But the Advance Wars thing is more of, like, the forefront of this, just because it's, like, it's been announced, it got a date, then it, it you know, they 
they retracted. Now it's kind of just like they're pretending the game doesn't even exist. I'll I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo like did a direct one day and then just said, "Oh, after this, Advance Wars is available." Like like some kind of shadow drop because it's like at this point this game is so pushed back and forgotten that I feel like all the hype for it is gone whereas they were hyping it they were doing trailers they were doing previews people were playing it on streams um you know that worked for Nintendo and stuff just to showcase the game a little bit so I don't know like do you think it's the right call just per- it's just like a personal thought kind of question that I have like what are you, what's your take on like them not releasing stuff because of a war that's happening in a completely different part of the world what we've seen is that all of the all of the video game companies, whether it's uh, the Sony PlayStation or um, Nintendo with the Switch, but just the companies in general, Microsoft, they've we've seen it before. This isn't the first time where they've delayed something or um, there was like either a Nintendo Direct or one of the Sony ones where it got delayed by a couple of days because like something really horrible happened somewhere in the world. I'm forgetting where just because. There's bad shit that happens every day, yeah. Um, but it, it's not the first time. And uh, and Nintendo, we we've talked about this before. Pack Nintendo's such a a conservative company to to mm-hmm. to put it in in other terms. And we know that they can be respectful towards this kind of thing. So I, I get it. I'm guessing one of the reasons they've uh, not announced that the, that this uh, the remake, the the Advance Wars. One of the reasons why they probably haven't dropped it is because they might want to do a marketing campaign around that game. And maybe they, they realize that they can't do the marketing campaign because it would, you know, it's a game about, you know, lead your army into here and take war, over yeah. and war, right? And so, and I, I completely get it when you said that, uh, that, that uh, this game already existed. For sure, of course. But I don't think it gives it a full pass. But I, I I do get what you're saying. It's not like they they created some new IP to cash in on on the real life events. Yeah. And last thing I'll say on it is, you know, every generation, ever, and we talked about this a little bit on the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air number fifty one. Download it now. Uh, cheap plug. Dang. But check out number fifty one. <laughs> but we do talk about this a little bit, and and is that every generation's got its things that are most memorable to you or you remember where you were when this happened or that happened if i say to you give me three examples of uh where you were when when you know this person passed away or that person passed away somebody major Mm -hmm. something catastrophic or if i say where were you when the blackout happened you think of a place right away right or what happened where were you during 9-11 or where were you during whatever else you know what i mean yeah but a part of that, being in every different generation, is there's something going on in the background, right? For a lot of people, uh, you know, war has always been the background to their life, whether it's World War One, World War Two. If you grew up in the 90s, you remember the Gulf War. If you grew up in the early 2000s, you remember 9-11 and Iraq and Afghanistan. Everybody's got them. During certain times like that, when there's something going on on a, you know, on a basis where it's all over the, the media and whatever the fuck else, um, you do see... Music, movies, books, video games, you do start seeing, I don't want to call it censorship, but there is more of a sensitivity over what can and can't be shown and what is or isn't in good or bad taste. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So with some of the stuff I, I, I understand. Quick wrestling example, in the early 90s, they did um, an Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan handicap match against uh, the Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slaughter, and General Adnan. I believe it was a 91 or 92 SummerSlam. It was a 2-on-3 handicap match. And it was the Americans versus, like, 
these desert storm wearing like Middle Jesus. Eastern dudes, you know, and that yeah. that main evented SummerSlam. And after it was over, um, it was Hogan like waving the American flag with the warrior in the ring. Like it's fucking. As a wow. wrestling fan, you're like whatever, right? But then you start thinking about it, you're like that is fucked up. So I I completely get it. Maybe in five ten years from now, people will be like. Pfft. They delayed uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2 remake because of the events going on in the world. But that's because we don't live in the time, right? Mm -hmm. So, But yeah, so I'm sure those games will come out. And GoldenEye 007, what else do you know about that? You've piqued my interest with that one. Uh, just that. I just know that it's... Uh, the whole... The whole um, you know nothing. The thing that gave it away uh, was basically each. someone posted an achievement that they got on the Xbox from it. And the achievements picture was a setting of the game. <laughs> so we know this exists. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's definitely a thing that they're going to do. I feel like it's just a lot of rights issues because this was originally an N64 game, but it's also the GoldenEye IP. Yeah. But it's probably Xbox that's in charge of making this. So it's like, who knows what the hell's going on there? It's a lot of shit. <laughs> right. Um, I do hope that if this does come out, the Nintendo Switch Online service gets GoldenEye 64. <laughs> Just for shits and giggles. <laughs> right. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that's funny. All right. GoldenEye okay, 64. Okay, moving on to a game that's going to die. Red Dead Online. No, it's not going to no die. Longer... Oh, it's going to die. Don't worry. It's no longer going to get uh, major updates. Here's a little thing that I'm getting from IGN. On July 7, 2022, Rockstar Games pushed an update to its newswire confirming that Red Dead Online would not receive any more major-themed content updates as the studio shifts development resources onto GTA 6. So, it's been almost a year, I believe, since the last major update. Uh, or at this point, it's past a year. Um, and the game's been pretty much dead. I mean, GTA Online continues to crush. You know, that game just has millions of players on all the time. Red Dead, you know, it's kind of dwindling. There are some diehards for that game, but it's like it never caught on as well as GTA did. And it it's hard to like it's GTA is such a you got so much gadgets and cars that fly and all the funny guns and all, you know, it's a big ass map where it's like as Red Dead, it's a Western, it's horses and it's about it. <laughs> so unless you you break the rules and like put in a Pegasus that can fly, I don't see the game kind of reaching GTA's uh, level. But all that aside, you could tell that uh, Rockstar has completely lost interest in updating this game. They might put out an update here and there to fix some kind of bug or a glitch, but I wouldn't be surprised if this inevitably just kind of fades away. Because um, I don't see, I, I just don't see it becoming popular. A lot more and more people that I knew were, that were playing it are dropping it. I played it a little bit. I never really got into it. I dropped it. Huge fan of the original actual campaign of it, but. I, there's just no need for a company to have two online games of this caliber. It just doesn't make sense. So, even when Red Dead was new and, I guess, at its best thriving point, GTA was still getting more updates than Red Dead. Like, Rockstar always prioritized GTA, which they'd be stupid not to because that's their moneymaker. So, I don't know. For a company to have two major games like this, I always thought it would be hard and tough to, uh, to kind of serve both of them. In, on like an equal platform but I think this is kind of telling that they never could and uh, they got to put their their focus somewhere and I think they're doing the right move personally by focusing on GTA 6 um, but yeah what do you think what do you think of Red Dead Online I think you played it a little bit also right 
I played Red Dead Online at the beginning, at the very beginning. As soon as I beat the game, I kind of went into it a little bit. You went into it, yeah. And uh, it turns out that was probably like the worst time to get in just because uh, it was super buggy and, you know, the patches were coming nice and slow. And I never got back into it. I think I might have gone one or two more times back in, but I never really uh, played it too much. So to me, it's not a big loss, but I do know there's a lot of people online and um, they were pretty pissed off about this. And they were actually like, you know, they were actually like figuring out how long it had been since the previous patch. And it had been a long, long time. And based on what, you know, Rockstar was saying, they were trying to like deduce what they were actually saying, you know, even planning like a funeral and all that shit. And then uh, Rockstar comes out and just officially says that they're not working on it anymore. <laughs> Support yeah. for it. So that's Way crazy. <laughs> shoot down the hope. It's just uh, uh, you need some really good creative minds if you're going to figure out how to bring back Red Dead Online. I just think because it's a timepiece, it's it's limited by what you can do within that time. You know what I mean? <laughs> without bringing in like flying cars uh whereas with gta you can do whatever you want right the sky's the limit and even that's yeah. not the limit you can go into space <laughs> yeah technically um yeah it's unfortunate i think the red dead, oh boy i think the red dead series is best served as a single player experience i would never try red dead again or red dead online again like if I was Rockstar, I would not try to make a, an open world game or uh, not an open world game, an online uh, game like that. Just because like you have GTA and I'm pretty sure that it's inevitable at this point that once GTA 6 comes out, there's going to be another GTA online. No. In that world. Oh, you don't think so? No. You disrespecting my family, boy? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's uh, I think it's a uh, it's in the walls. The, the writing's on the wall. It's going to happen. I think they uh, it was an interesting experiment with Red Dead Online, but um, they don't need it. Just keep these games as uh, single-player experiences like they are most enjoyed as and leave it be. What was your game tag in Red Dead? Uh, game tag. Well, don't they just use your, your PlayStation name? Yeah, but then you can put an idea. So I forget what my guy was like. Oh, you you, you could name you could name the uh, the character. Right. What was my yeah, guy's name? name Flapjack or something like that. I don't know, Flapjack Johnson or some shit. I, don't know. <laughs> I know mine was uh, Pack Gallows. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's badass as fuck. <laughs> it's all your fault. That's you call me Pack, and I was like, all right, Pack, and then Pack Gallows. Gallows. Yeah, boy. <laughs> And that I is named, a uh, tremendous name. <laughs> I would run with that. <laughs> Pat Gallows. That's that my alter me. ego. God damn. And then I, I named my horse Montana. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I like a good Montana. That's delicious. That awesome. R.I.P. Montana. Okay, now on to more depressing news, <laughs> which I, I'm taking this harder than the Red Dead Online being dead. Skate 4, which is now just being called Skate with a period at the end. Uh, it's going to be free to play. That is the one news uh, thing that I got this week that just made me want to throw my phone across the room. Just when they showed a nice little trailer about how the game was progressing and it was like, you know, it looked really nice. They were being really honest and they showed a nice clip at the end of like how the game would actually look in the end of it, more or less, whatever's being built. Um, I was all down. I spoke so positive, positive about this uh, last week or the week before that. 
And like now they've done this video where they're talking about skate and basically they confirmed that this is like a free to play game. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so they describe skate as neither a sequel nor a reboot, but rather something closer to a live service title that the team plans to support with new content and improvements for years to come. The guy, uh, cuz Perry, who's uh, the director, I think there won't be a skate five through 10. We won't be pumping them out all the time. The game will also support a large number of players for its multiplayer, and Skate includes new cooperative building areas that allows them to construct a variety of imaginative skate parks and structures. Uh, that's all well and good. Here's the thing with the microtransactions of this game. They kind of promised that the it's not pay to win, so it's not like you have to spend money to get anywhere in the game, which that's at least that's a positive. I think these um, these co it's going to be strictly cosmetic. It's strictly on the look and the board you ride and stuff like that and they even said that you can unlock these items traditionally anyway but i feel like just this free to play model is like <laughs> it's just a scary thing to hear and apparently they're they're basing it off apex legends like the way that game is structured as a free to play game which i can't speak on because i don't play it but i just think it's interesting that they kind of went uh you know instead of continuing this series They've chosen to do it free to play, and I guess it's just going to be updated. I don't know how I feel about this. Honestly, I'm a pretty hardcore skate fan. I've played them all, and it's like I enjoyed all of them for what they are. So this series coming back was big news for me. But it's like leave it to EA to shoot themselves in the foot because it's like it's like one step forward, two steps back kind of thing with this news. I'm gonna try this, obviously. Because they haven't really killed my spirit about it yet. I am happy that they, they're making rules where it's not, you know, pay to win and, and all that. But I just hope at this point that the game runs well and it still retains the skate, like, I don't know, the heart of the skate series in this. Because, man, I don't know. I was really looking forward to, like, a nice single player game again and instead we're getting this. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see how they pull this off. But, uh,. Yeah. Chris, does this entice you to play the game now that it's free to play, or are you just kind of like, yo, fuck this? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, now that it's free to play, I, I, you know, I wonder, I'd love to know the, the, the real reason behind that or what's one of the driving forces behind making that kind of decision, right? It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I hope it doesn't mean that, you know, they're just so far behind on production that they need something to present. So it's like, fuck it, scrap together something, we'll throw it online and uh free to play and then that way we can just slowly patch things in over time right if we've learned anything from these kind of drops it's uh, especially when you're introducing open worlds and multiplayers your first few months that is when the most amount of people are going to go on there that's when your servers are going to be at their at their fullest if you start in slow like red dead online one uh red dead redemption 2 uh online if you start off slow, uh, people might tune up before you even release the really good stuff, right? Now, as yeah. far as everything else that you were mentioning, you know, like, yeah, you know, they came out and they said that, uh, you know, this, this is not some weird, like, uh, you know, they we have a lot more to show. This is what we can show you in the trailers, you know, like they're trying to be like cute about it and haha, we're working on this thing really hard. It's a passion project. And I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm sure they're really, really working really, really hard to, uh, to get this one right. But there's something to be said about paying for something. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you go to the movie theater and you can watch Tarantino's new flick for $15 or 
You can watch the. Uh, it's like a random action movie that you've never heard of, and it stars directed by Michael Bay. No, just like a normal movie that you've never heard of. You you can't relate to any of the characters, and that movie is priced at two dollars. You might yeah. go for the deal, and I think a lot of people will go for the deal. But over time, you'll find that you'll go for the the uh, the quality, so to speak. You know what I mean? All that to yeah. say this: if something is fifteen dollars and something is two dollars, doesn't matter if you're the cheapest person in the world or the richest person in the world. You're gonna be like, damn, two dollars and fifteen dollars is a huge difference there. I'm curious about the fifteen dollar product, though. Yeah, exactly. Right. Bar none. And yeah. it's the same thing here. When you present something with a zero dollar value, to me it just says, eh, it's free to play. I can download it whenever. There's no real rush for me to go out and get this thing. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. But that's just me. They did say, like you said, that they're going to be, uh, you know, most of the, the pay to play stuff will just mostly cosmetics and things like that. I don't know if anybody's actually said that or if that's just kind of the optimistic take, but. No, they, they said that. Right. So I would imagine that, that that's that, that's the way to do it, you know. It's pretty amazing that we live in a world with, where the online community is not taking any of this bullshit. Like, they're calling it out right away. <laughs> yeah. Like, last week when they tried to uh, remove that uh, that Assassin's Creed game oh, yeah. from the library. And motherfuckers <laughs> were like, ah! They were like torching their houses and stuff like that. They wanted yeah. to get it. Everybody, we'll They're kill like, okay, you. Okay, okay. We'll give us your Assassin's Creed. We'll give us that. That fucking game party oh, had like twelve downloads and like you know ten of them from you know who knows where. And all of a sudden, everybody was gung ho. But that's because they were touching the fucking game, which is great to mm-hmm. me. It's like. I love it. I love that we have like this bulldog. Defenders. In some cases, yeah. <laughs> this bulldog of an internet audience that's going to be like, hey, asshole, you took three games off of the PS Plus service. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you shouldn't touch. That's why it's like this whole digital debate comes out again and again because of shit like this. It's like, you know, you got to own it physically because then you won't have problems like that. Right. These motherfuckers think they can just take it away at any point, And that's fucked up to me. Um, anyway, back to skate. I just find it kind of odd, like, if you think about it, Skate 3, I paid full price and I got a good product. All of a sudden, the the successor to Skate 3 is going to be free. I don't have to pay for anything. And it's going to be just as good, if not better. That's just crazy to me. Um, I did find a little quote here from Cuz Perry also, where he said, um, the decision to go free to play uh stems from the team's desire for players across all platforms and budgets to easily access its up- upcoming skateboarding simulator. So it's more of a cross-play reason. It's more of a uh, budget reason. That's all well and good, but man, you're a company. You, you're evil. You're a corporation. You you want to make money. So there's always a catch to this shit. And, uh, That's I'm what I want to know. What's it. the catch? What's the catch? If, if it's free, you're... T- like, it's free, completely free. Like, how much of a game am I getting? Like, am I getting a game with, like, a story mission or a, or a story with missions? Am I just getting these lame-ass, like, multiplayer fucking events? Like, I don't know. Modern gaming, man. I'll tell you. Anyways. At least someone blew the whistle, though. I'm happy about that. I like that somebody was like, I'm glad that's that they bullshit. Yeah. Don't touch yeah. our Assassin's Creed. Yeah, But you're awesome. never going to play it. Doesn't matter. I want it there. People want what they can't have. That's what it boils down to. Okay, nice reminder. Uh, we're we're doing this show today, July 15th, and today Pokemon Puzzle League comes out uh, on the Nintendo 64 Switch Online service. What is this nonsense? 
Okay, so if you don't <laughs> nonsense, if you don't know what this is, uh, have you ever played Tetris Attack? Yeah, no. Oh, okay, so so Tetris Attack on uh, Super Nintendo. Basically, it's like you got a ma- it's a match three blocks puzzle game. It's just a Pokemon themed puzzle game where you match three blocks. It's essentially in the Tetris Attack series, but they had to change the name to Puzzle League. So it's uh, Pokemon themed, but it's actually kind of interesting. It's it's the anime, like it's the Pokemon anime that is at the forefront of this. So you see like a video they did with the anime that. Uh, that introduces this game. So it's not like it's not an episode from the anime. They literally made it specifically for this. So I find that kind of cool. It's kind of like its own little, uh, little Easter egg gem over here. But, uh, I actually owned this as a kid. It was really fun. It's just a nice little puzzle game. Uh, this is kind of the kind of stuff that like your parents can play, I guess with you. Um, not hard at all. Good little party game. And I still own my physical copy. It's up there. But I'll give this a try. Um, you know, my wife likes stuff like this also, so I'm sure she'll give this a try. So I'm actually down for this. So anyways, this is the first game, though. There's like a bigger story to this. That um, we mentioned it last week. They, they they When they announced this N64 service, they showed what games were coming out. And then all those games got pumped out. And now this Pokemon Puzzle League game is the first game that came out that wasn't a part of that initial lineup. So everyone was wondering what, what was going to happen from here on out, right? So Nintendo went on Twitter today and said, don't worry, more N64 games are coming, stay tuned. So I guess we're not getting that Game Boy library anytime soon. <laughs> um, it looks like their plan is to sh- pump out more N64 games, which honestly is astonishing to me because I don't know what else they could put out at this point that wouldn't involve a third or second party. Um, I feel like their first party offerings are pretty almost done like i think you got some mario parties it's something else i can't think of right now so um it's gonna be interesting to see what they do from now on maybe they could put on uh, original smash brothers they also got that option but this this library is fizzling out so i'm very curious to see what their next move is with this with superman uh superman no don't do that i don't want that game it's free free to play it's not worth free <laughs> it's fucking horrible that shit Fly through the rings, bitch. <laughs> That's got to be one of the cheaper games to buy, right? No, it'd be free. It'd be free on the That's service. Tremendous. You know what? I want to fucking look right now at what that thing is going for physically. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Because that game isn't worth a fucking slap on the wrist. Did you play that game as a kid? Which one? Uh, the Superman 64? Yeah. Not for long, though. You? Not for long. <laughs> Not for long. Why not for long? You just couldn't handle it? No, because I don't remember renting it. I might have played it at somebody's house. Yeah. I didn't look okay, at so I don't eBay, think it looked impressive at all. On eBay, what? On eBay, it's going for around 20 bucks. That's too much for that thing. And complete in box, it's like $175. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that game's garbage. But so, uh, yeah, I don't know what else the N64 is missing. Is it missing a lot of titles on there? Like, uh, is the Turok, Are the Turok games on there? No. What about Quake? But Quake, no. What about Doom? But I mean, you could get Quake on the Switch, though. Doom, you could also get on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just the N64, when it comes to like the, the third-party support, like it wasn't strong, but a lot of those games were made by Rare. Like I want to see uh, Donkey Kong 64, Diddy Kong uh, Racing, um, Blast Core. Like, all those games are made by Rare. And Rare's now owned by Microsoft. So I feel like 
you know, those are the go-tos for the N64, but they're kind of pigeonholed because it's like, maybe they can't get those games, or it's just taking longer. We did get Banjo-Kazooie. That's a rare game, but it's like, you know, we need the rest, so I hope they're working on that. I feel like that's the only way I'd be excited for the service again, because Donkey Kong 64 is kind of a... I, I never played that game as a kid. Like, I never really... Like, I, I've i dabbled in it through emulation, but I've never tried to actually play it. And I'm curious. And the only way I would play it is through this service. I mean, that's how I played Banjo-Kazooie. Right, Banjo-Kazooie. Kazooie. So, yeah, we'll see with this uh, N64 service. I still think they're going to unleash a Game Boy library at some point this year, but we'll wait and see for that. So this Pokemon Puzzle League, is uh, it's got enough of a following that they've activated servers and it's going online? I guess so. Like, is this going to be like... <laughs> You can play competitively with other players around the world? I'm assuming so. If it's on the service where you can already do that with all the other games, I'm sure this is just adding on to that. Cool. All right. Um, It's honestly a fun little game. If you have access to this, I I encourage to give it a try. It's really nice. Don't tell me what to do. I won't. All right. But I will tell you to take it from here because these are Chris's notes now. But I did watch. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. This, uh, or no, you, you go. Shut go up. Just, just, just um, <laughs> I saw the uh, Saints Row. They have nine minutes of footage of the new game. This one was on yeah. your list of one of the more exciting games to come out this year. And mm-hmm. as I've stated before, to me, it just feels like it's kind of like the make or break. We've reached that point of of, uh, of these games where either show us the next big thing. Um, so I was taking a look at this, and it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm curious to, to see what you think, just because... It is a little GTA live-ish. Like, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And um, I saw, like, you can wear, like, this wingsuit in the game that, that can change colors. And you can buy different designs and things like that. Uh, but it looked pretty cool. And one of the one of the game modes I was watching is this motherfucker was just flying around in the wingsuit. Just, like, smashing into vehicles. And the vehicles yeah. would explode, which I thought was pretty awesome. And um, all these modes are... Uh, they'll be easily recognized by players of these games. But uh, as a new guy with just fresh eyes watching this thing, I've never played these games. Um, it looked like a lot of fun. Have you had a chance to take a look at any of this? Yeah, so I saw this before we got on. Um, I'm all in at this point. I'm actually very, very excited for this game. Nice. Um, so much so that I, I picked up uh, Saints Row 3 Remastered <laughs> on uh, PS4. Aren't you something? So I'm going to play that at some point Aren't again. something? But, uh... Just watching this footage where, like, this person just kept going up and down, bouncing off cars, ca- causing complete fucking destruction. I was so into it. Like, I hope... It, I, I told you before, this game is just m- more... A more silly GTA. And with right. this video, you could see that. It's like, yeah. it just doesn't take itself too serious. It's got, a, it's got a story, it's got structure, but it's also got the freedom to let... Just let you go loose. And this insurance fraud mode again, where like you're just causing absolute destruction and you get this chain going. It's like, it's just cool, man. It's just a cool little gameplay mechanic that they decided to throw back in. And I'm all in at this point. I actually did create my character on that uh, free thing that they put out a couple months ago. Um, So I made my character. He's ready to go. And uh, so I'm down. I'm honestly, I think I'm going to get this like either day one or at least in the first week of its release and just jump on because i'm pretty hyped up i think i'm missing a gta experience at this point so this is kind of the one that's going to fill that void for me um and i'm just really excited man i was a fan of this game from the start and as i've seen more and more of it the more hyped i'm getting so the marketing is working and i just you know i'm actually a fan of what i'm seeing i'm not these guys that 
that I gave up on it because they don't like the art style or they don't like the character models. Like, no, just look at the game for what it is when it's done. Just like Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights is very questionable for me. I'm not going to lie. I think it is to you too. The more I see that game, the more it's just like Jesus Christ. But I'm going to still give it a chance because unless you play the damn thing yourself, you can't judge it. So, you know, I'm all in for, for Saints Row. Let's do it. August uh, 19th or 20th or something. I forget. 26th. I don't know. August something. Well said. Um, when are you going to play Saints Row 3? Saints Row 3, I'll probably play when I'm done Ghost of Tsushima. All right. We will follow up with you for a review of that game. See, si, si, senor. Yeah, but that'll be fun. That'll be a, that'll be a good one. Uh, next one. Hold on. That was me. Are we back? I think so. That's a lie. Um. So you know, you remember Stray, that right. the cat game that uh, sort of winning everybody over one by one. They're actually dropping a physical copy uh, yep. on September twenty. So a lot of people that were looking forward to a physical copy of that one. Uh, your wish is uh, their command, so to speak, and it's priced right in the middle, so it's not full pop for this game, which is pretty cool. And so you can be able to pick this up. And then there's going to be other editions coming out later this year. And I was taking a look at the, this collector's edition. It's going to come up with a bunch of different gimmicks. And they have another uh, they have another collaboration with this company. It's going to design cat bags for them so you can actually purchase like a cat bags if you if you're a cat owner if you want to take your cat with you they Jesus. have one of those one of those suitcase style bags with like the glass dome so you can see the cat through the uh through the gimmick <laughs> oh my and, gosh and then there's really? another version That's of that awesome. but it comes with like the game and uh and like a harness for your cat so if you want to take your cat on walks you know i guess so it's going uh, all in with this shit. <laughs> I had a feeling that this might get not just me, but like I, it was one of those things where like when you saw it, you're like, this is interesting. You're a fucking cat. Like this was remember that show, Sony showcase we saw like last summer or whatever it was, we're like, here's forty five minutes of what we're gonna do. Don't tell anybody we're delaying half these games. But yeah. this was one of them. This is like, oh shit, the cat game. <laughs> and like there was like a bunch of games at the time announced, but this is yeah. actually uh one that when they said that it was coming out, it got a little bit of uh of traction are you gonna check out stray i am i'm actually very into this idea i like uh, it too. that's that's another one that caught my eye at that showcase i was like this is so strange but i like right it. it's different you play as a cat and uh the cat is mysterious in his own way because <laughs> yeah. he's got that backpack gimmick i'm just a fan of the whole thing I'm, I'm, i like the world that we've seen of it like it just the setting looks pretty cool I'm just interested in it. I can't explain exactly what makes me attracted to this idea, like, really, because it's not like the gameplay is anything that I usually play on on a regular basis. But it's, I don't know. It's just like, I like the idea. It's kind of like that game, Untitled Goose Game. You ever play that? No, I've never played it. Okay, so you're just a fucking asshole goose walking around causing trouble, but you 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 really get into the role of the goose, like the way he walks and everything. It's like you fucking goose. think you're the goose, and for I get the same kind of vibe with Stray, where it's like I honestly feel like I could be this cat. I feel like right. I would be a good cat. I would maneuver the cat like I think a cat would maneuver. 
So I want to see what kind of adventures this cat could get himself into. Uh, so I'm down. I'm going to get Stray also. Um, I might wait for the physical copy, to be honest, because then that would give me time to watch reviews and what people really think of the game. Um, so I'll wait for that physical. No problem. I think sky's the limit for that game, especially if you create like a an online aspect to it where you have like this really deep create a cat feature, right? Where you can create pretty much any cat you want. I'd create really? like a... I create like a giant fat like Garfield orange looking motherfucker. You know what nice. I mean? Nice. Apparently, you can uh, customize the cat like that. So that's cool. I'm See, down. That's I had cool. a my uncle had a cat named Shady when he was uh, nice young, younger, and he was like black and white. I'm gonna try to recreate Shady. You can cool. literally have all these cats that uh, no two are gonna look exactly the same, right? Yeah, because it's insane. When you adjust the weight on a small little thing like a cat, like it's a big difference between like nine pounds and like seventeen pounds, right? Right. And once you can start adjusting like the colors and put spots on their eyes and shit, I think I think that'd be fucking awesome. So yeah, man, that stray game, I think that's gonna come in and knock somebody's ass out. I think that's coming <laughs> in. It's gonna be a really good one. Stray's dope. Uh, PS Plus Extra is uh, live right now on, uh, or will be live on July nineteen. And they put a listing of the games. I'll run them uh, right through here real quick. This is going to be for all extra and premium members. You'll be able to get Assassin's Creed Unity, uh, 4, Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, which is pretty badass, Marvel's Avengers, Saints Row 4, Reelected, Saints Row Get Out of Hell. Hey, you got some uh, freebie games there, Pac-Man, if you, if you upgrade. Spirit of the North Enhanced Edition, Ice Age, Scratty's Nutty Adventure, or Scratch Nutty Adventure, Stray, Jumanji the Video Game, Paw Patrol on a Roll. No, Ryan's Can't wait look, for that one. Ryan's looking forward to that one. Ready, Set, Heroes. <laughs> and in the classics for our premium friends, you're going to get two PSP games, No Heroes Allowed, and Loco Roco Midnight Carnival. So, um, hey, man, that's a pretty good offering. We're only about a month into this uh, new uh, tier excuse me, tier system. So to see a nice little drop like that, uh, what do you think about that little drop here at these games? Uh, lots of quality here. Lots of notable names, lots of notable entries in the PS4 lifespan, never mind. Like, you know, all the Assassin's Creed games, those are fan favorites. Um, fucking Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate is a, is a must-have. Marvel's Avengers, I think, you know, if, you're a fa- if, you, if you don't mind that, like, you know, the the uh the structure of that game like if you're a fan of that you know pay to win kind of thing that's there that's cool uh the saints row games i've never played these two to be honest with you i've only played up to three so um those would be ones that i would check out yeah okay uh what else do we have here stray i think stray that's a driving force right there to to get people on board with this it's like you know you could you could buy it yeah but you could also just pay for this subscription service get access to all these games and you could get stray right away that's awesome so i think they're really smart if they do more of this where it's like there's like a release coming out for example um this would never happen i don't think but like god of war ragnarok it's like yeah you could uh (laughs) you could buy it but it's also coming as the ps plus extra they would lose money on that but i feel like if you could sacrifice some titles for the sake of getting people on board with this service it'd probably pay off in the long run um so I'm, uh, yeah, it's cool, man. For me, again, like I didn't, I didn't upgrade myself to the to the new service. I don't think I'm going to as of right now. Just not a lot of stuff here that that would interest me to just fully, you know, pay more. Uh, to what is it, like $140 a year? 
that's just, uh, you know, I don't know, I could find other uses for that money right now, so maybe in the future, but it's just, you know, again, we've established that I'm not, like, a hardcore PlayStation person, where I'm gonna, like, Assassin's Creed, like, I've never played them, but I don't feel like I'll ever play them, they don't grab me, um, what else is on here? I like Final Fantasy, a huge fan, but I, I've bought it. I've played it. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, I've bought it. I've played it. Saints Row would be the, the one thing here that I'd be like, okay, I could try that for the service. But I'd rather own the games physically. That's just how I am. So services like this don't cater to people like me. Um, but maybe as I get older and want less clutter in my house, I'll get it. <laughs> we don't give a shit about your personal life. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of Assassin's Creed to drop in uh, in one scoop like that. So if you're an Assassin's Creed fan, definitely. For me, Remake Integrate's perfect because I haven't played it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <even play> it. <laughs> so for me, it's like I I can't wait to play that one. Um, yeah, I just have to figure out. Yeah, I have to figure out something. My my PlayStation Five is not recognizing that game for some reason. I got to look into that. I think it's because it might be installed oh, on my PlayStation Four, so I might have to do. Uh, you- you got to go to your PlayStation 4 and upload the save into the cloud. And then you got to go to your PlayStation 5 and download the save onto the PlayStation 5. That's how it works. <laughs> I might just jump off my balcony instead. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, Integrate to me is worth it. That Eufy DLC is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, six hours is pretty good So for, uh, for a little add-on. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, man, those are the drops for the uh, PS Plus key. Very nice. Very good. All right. Uh, pickups slash what are you playing? Um, Chris, have you bought anything? No pickups, no. Although I do have a cart on the uh, PlayStation Store with four games in it. Uh, they have a sale. I think it's like an under $10 sale, and it's like all indie games. So I have about four or five selections there. I'm trying to stick to under $20 and see how many I can get. And I have about like four or five games right now. So uh, yeah. I might check that out. Just looking for something a little bit different, something to punch me in the stomach. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. No, I no got pickups. a, I got a, I got a. What's it called? A wish list on Switch that I always uh, check for discounts. If it's <laughs> if it's on sale, that's when I buy it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I didn't buy anything except for Saints Row uh, Third Remaster. But I was just at Walmart. I saw that game for nineteen ninety nine, and I was like, Yeah, sure, why not? Oh, it's a PS five um, game. A PS four game. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right, and what have you been uh, playing? I actually downloaded Friday the 13th. I picked it oh, up. Nice. I picked it up on sale like a while back, but I never really uh, paid too much attention to it. And then I was just scrolling through my games and I'm like, fuck it, I'll give it a try. So I downloaded it and was checking it out. And uh, just, it's fun when you're Jason. Because you can play as Jason or as one of the camp counselors, right? So as yeah. Jason, you're trying to kill all the other counselors before the time is up. As a counselor, you're trying to escape or run away or kill Jason, whichever of those three things you can do. But the game is, it's its mostly fun when you're Jason, you know, and a lot of times it's just random because it's online. So it's like it's got all the elements of online, yet you break into these cabins, you find survival items like a gas canister that you can use to fill up the car tank and then use the car to escape, that kind of stuff. Right. But ambiance, mood, music, it's its fun. It's, it's just a... Uh, it's fun to go through, but it's just a lot more fun if you can just keep playing as Jason, which you can right. in like the one player offline mode, right? But you yeah. get all your stats and stuff like that from playing online, right? That's kind of where the real uh, bread and butter is. But really cool executions like Mortal Kombat style, but not not as graphic, but like there are some cool ones like that. 
and uh, the music's on point. Uh, graphics haven't aged the best, but they don't need to be for a game like this. The graphics weren't mm-hmm. too, too bad, but there are some cutscenes where, like, you're looking at the animations, you're like, whoa, what happened there? <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, not a bad little game, but I can see myself, it'll eventually hit its wall. Where it's like, oh, okay, I've put as much time as I'm going to put into this. Yeah. Because as a counselor, your job is to survive. So you're going around looking for clues, searching these different cabins. So it becomes a game of, like, searching for things, searching for. A radio, a weapon, anything in order to survive. Whereas when you're playing as Jason, you're playing like kill these motherfuckers, which is a lot more fun, I think. Sure. If yeah. you're in the mood to play that kind of game. If you're looking for a game where you have to find pieces and, and try to run away and escape, then yeah, you'll like it because it's it's uh, you're more likely to be a counselor than Jason. Mm. Yeah, because it's randomized, right? Like no one can pick could it be better? what they want to be. Yeah, exactly. So you get to be Jason yeah. and you have certain powers. Otherwise, you're a counselor and you have other powers as well. And you can power up your guys. And it's got mm. a pretty decent system like uh, of like upgrading what your character is going to be susceptible to and stuff like that. Because there's like a... There's like a, a fear meter so that you can – some characters, some counselors scare more easily than other characters. And when your character's fear starts overwhelming them, like the screen just gets darker and darker. Mm-hmm. And it's usually when I Jason's see. right around the corner. So it's an interesting yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a cool concept there. Just needs a little bit more, more spice, more replayability factors. Yeah, definitely. I've seen hours of this game being streamed. I <laughs> – it's a game that I've always thought of getting myself, but I don't know. I just never pulled the trigger on it. But I've seen so much gameplay of it that it's like I felt like I've played this before, too. <laughs> um, that, that's a cool concept. I think they're doing the same thing with the Terminator game that's coming up where... Uh, or no, is it Leatherface? Uh, that uh, Texas Chainsaw game? Okay. One, yeah. one of those one of those uh, classic horror movie games that are coming out. You, It's the same premise. You're, you're either running away or killing. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trekking through Ghost of Tsushima still. I'm about 40 hours in and, uh, jeez, oh, I just, uh, I just betrayed my uncle and, uh, became exiled from the rest of the map. <laughs> so right. uh, I gotta say the game has been, uh, a pretty cool ride so far. I'm very interested in where the story is going to take me, uh, still at this point. Like I'm not tired of it. I honestly thought 40 hours in, I'm, I thought I would be burnt out at this point but i'm not like i'm still like excited to play every time um i've done every quest leading up to this point so it's not like i'm missing out on anything i have all the armors that i'm supposed to have i've put my time into this so i'm i i think what's keeping me going is the way i i decided to play this game where i tackle every side quest first before i tackle the main mission Mm -hmm. and then like that's how i did the first part then act two, I did the same thing. Every side quest first, then I went to the main missions. That break between main missions that I give myself, when I get a a little bit of that story back into my face, like just shown to me, it gives me more drive to keep going because it gets good again. I remember what I'm fucking playing for at this point. I'm not just running around fucking chasing foxes and shit. So it's cool. <laughs> Like, I'm down with all this. I love the game so much. Honestly, one of my favorite games of all time at this point. And I'm not even finished it. Uh, you know, very emotional, very tragic tale that it's telling me. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely at the part of the story now where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. I have an idea of where it could go, but it's like, ultimately, this is all a mystery to me. And uh, I'm along for the ride, and I really enjoy it. That being said, I hope I finish it soon. <laughs> yeah. 
Have you tried any of the multiplayer or legends? Never. No, I have mm-hmm. not jumped into that yet. Okay. I actually have no idea what that is, to be honest. You. Can, have you tried that? A little bit. It's just different game modes. What I was surprised is that uh, one of the modes, I think it's Legends, I believe. I could be fucking that up. But the buttons are different, like for the attack and, and the specials and things oh. like that. But that's because that game is different. It's That's a game with like multipliers and, and uh, mm-hmm. abilities and things like that. So it's a little bit more arcade-like in that respect. But um, no, I'd definitely like to uh, check that out. Like I said, I raced through the game. And then came back and finished all the side missions. But yeah. I ducked out of there. I don't think I even finished the last island. So I left a lot of unfinished business. So I'm gonna have to go and uh, <coughs> I'm gonna have to go and revisit it at some point for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh it's a big chunky game. And uh I think after this I'm probably I'll get into Saints Row, but I think I'm probably gonna play something a little more <laughs> a little, a little more lighthearted. Low-key. Oh boy, yeah, it's very uh, Bob's Burgers. Bob's no, I hate that show. My sister loves that shit. I don't understand it. <laughs> Anyways, this has been episode 46 of the cafe. Chris, before we leave, do you have anything else to say? No, I think that's it. Check out Uncharted. Uh, and then the other one, Treasure Island, you can either take it or leave it. Uh, no, no, that's not what it's called. That's called it's called the lost city. What whatever, man. Take it easy. Treasure eh? Island. Take it easy. Uh, Friday the, a bunch of fucking awesome. Friday the 13th I'm going to keep playing it so uh, give me a little bit more time with that one before I give you a final verdict and uh, I'm still nice. making my way through God of War 3 um, and yeah man all that to say thank you for downloading I guess I'll do the quick plug ski here Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook and YouTube we're at Podcast Fresh and you can also send us an email at podcastfresh2020 at, uh, at gmail.com yes sir thank you for that Download Pokemon Puzzle League. It's a really good game. Brings back the memories. All right. Uh, I bid thee farewell. Everybody have a good night, and we'll see you next week for uh, episode 47. Goodbye. Podcast Fresh.